Hey there, voice teacher. It is Nikki from Full Voice Music, and this is our Halloween episode. Yes, it's podcast number 53, Spooky Vocal Warm-Ups 2, with Wicked Repertoire Recommendations. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, teaching strategies and resources for voice teachers working with young singers. Now here's your host, Nikki Loney. Welcome, friends and colleagues, to my favorite episode, or one actually, all the voice podcasts are my favorite episodes. But this is one I really look forward to. Yes, we are uh, podcast 53. And it is third season spooky vocal warm ups and wicked repertoire recommendations and a big shout out to my husband who is not only a really handsome, awesome guy that I love, but he's an amazing composer. And he took the full voice theme and turned it into that spooky spectacular that you just heard. Um, I just asked him to like kind of change it a little bit or put a minor chord at the end, but he went to town. So thank you for that awesome theme song. Uh, I also want to uh, I also want to say uh, a shout out and say hi to all my friends. I know some of you are out there running or walking, listening to the podcast. I hope you're having a great walk. And I also hope you're being safe. Make sure you are aware of your surroundings. Look around right now. Anyhow, um, I uh, I'm so excited. Uh, spooky vocal warm-ups October this is such a great time I love this month I love this season Uh, just for the flow in the teaching studio I feel that September everybody's getting back into the swing of things you know schedules and school and everything and September's a lot of work there's a lot of organization making sure everybody has their books and just getting to know my new students that takes a lot of time and effort and I find when we get into our October, I know my students well, they're getting pretty comfortable with me and we can kind of get into some more productive lessons. Um, I also love the Halloween theme because it offers great teaching opportunities to help our singers with minor sounds and chromatic sounds, semitones, half steps. Um, and I love I love diving into that and using the theme in a creative way. Now, I also, confession time, I also prefer not to get started with any Christmas music until November 1st. That's kind of a rule in my teaching studio. Now, I can get away with that because I do a winter recital in January. I did Christmas recitals for years, and I know some of you are doing Christmas recitals, and they really can be beautiful, wonderful opportunities for your students. Um, but with uh, with my husband being music director at our church and with our uh, schedule at Christmas time at the church, it was just too much. And many of my families, well, Christmas time is just so crazy for them. So I'm very fortunate. I, I put my winter recital in January. I mean, yeah, I guess a blizzard could come and wipe it out, but hopefully that won't happen. Knock on wood. There we go. Um, anyhow, uh, so I love to squeeze 
everything out of the month of October. Keep it all spooky and fun and maybe character-based. And then November 1st, we can get started on our Christmas music. But um, I I do want to shout out to my dear friend and colleague and the co-creator of the Full Voice Workbooks, Mim Adams. Three years ago, Mim... Uh, helped me yet again to create our very first spooky vocal warm-ups. And it was a huge hit. So much fun. Simple sheet with some spooky graphics on it and some minor scales, minor triads. I think there was a diminished seventh on there and some semitone passages. Uh, simple but challenging exercises. And it, it became a really popular download on our website. So we've continued the theme year after year. Last year we had spooky vocal warm-ups and evil ear training, which was fun. Um, And this year we have, because today, if you're listening to this podcast at time of release, it is Freebie Friday. The last Friday of every month at Full Voice Music, we put out a free download for voice teachers. If you go to our website, thefullvoice.com, and go to our free resources page, you'll find that under the inspiration tab. You will find uh, not only this month's freebie, but our previous month's freebies. And there's some really fun activities there for your kiddos. So we love to put out either a game or a warm-up or a warm-up game, which is exactly what the Songbird warm-up game is all about. Now, if you have yet to download and try Songbird warm-up game, It is by far the best download we've ever offered. It is downloaded more than anything else on our website. And it is crazy fun. So how does it work? It's very simple. You download and print the pages and all of the warm-up activities are designed and printed in strips. You cut them out, you put them in a box or a jar or a tin, and your students have to reach in. There's something really fun about reaching into like a box, a jar, or a tin and pulling out an activity. Um, uh, So they have to reach in and then you explore the exercise that is on there. That is songbird warm-up. And there's tongue twisters, there's scales, and all sorts of little fun little activities. There's movement activities. So now... For this month's Freebie Friday, we have our Halloween-themed songbird warm-up. So we have themed spooky tongue twisters, minor triads and arpeggios, chromatic scales and passages. We have ghostly movement activities and one all-time hilarious yet very scary vocal exercise for you, the teacher. Your kids are going to want to pull that out. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to go to our website and download the game and check it out. But be prepared. So, um, yes, so our freebie this month is the Halloween-themed songbird warm-up game. Please go check it out and have fun with your singers. I have students that 
demand to play the game at the beginning of their lessons. And I have students that will pretty much do anything I ask as long as they get to play the game again at the end of the lesson. And don't think that this is just for your little kiddos because I also play these games with my teens. You know, our teenagers, they may they may talk tough, but they're they want to have fun too. So don't be afraid to uh, to um, challenge them. And you can always make simple exercises more challenging by putting a fermata on them or changing the tempo or you know, there's lots of ways that you can ramp it up. I, truth be told, have also made my adult singers play the songbird warm-up game. And they too have enjoyed it. So it is fun for everyone. Now, if you are on our Facebook, or no, sorry, if you're on our free resources page, you'll notice that you can now have your freebies delivered via Facebook Messenger. That's right. Full Voice has a messenger bot. I've named him Bruce. I don't know why. I just thought he should be called Bruce. So if you want to receive notification and delivery of our freebies, you can go to our website and uh, sign up through Messenger. Um, Those are so much fun, uh, Messenger bots. Uh, and, And through Messenger, Bruce... Uh, I will give you a big hug. All right. Now, moving into um, from our warm-ups into our repertoire, which is what the theme of our uh, podcast is today. I love it. I feel like a rock star teacher when my warm-ups activity transition and flow right into beautiful repertoire development. Now, this does not happen all the time. There are days where I feel like a rock star and there are days where I feel not like a rock star. That's all I've got. <laughs> um, the thing with lesson pacing, and, and I get a lot of questions about lesson pacing, how, you know, how much time should we spend on this? Um, I think really good lesson pacing is not formulaic. There's no routine that will guarantee that you will have an amazingly comprehensive music lesson. And in the private teaching studio, I think it's important, and I've said this a million times, and we talk about it in the full voice teacher guide, mindful student-focused teaching requires us to be present and listening and watching. And it, uh, it really forces us to be flexible with our lesson pacing. We have to teach to their needs. But I love it when a good lesson comes together. And I love it when, whether it's the concepts in the full voice workbook or my warm up activities transition beautifully into repertoire. So I wanted to go through some of my favorite go-tos. Um, maybe you've you've already used some of these songs in your teaching studio. Maybe they're new for you. I have put a list of all these songs with links uh, to both videos and to where you could purchase it um, if you're looking for some new music. Um, so the first one, and I'm going to kind of work up from little kids, our, our youngest singers, group lessons are included in this as well, and then into some of our more advanced singers, including some songs for your adults. So 
I love the repertoire that is found in the Royal Conservatory uh, Resonance. Now I'm talking about the uh, 2012 edition. I know that the conservatory is going to be releasing um, a new uh, edition coming up next year in 2019. So excited. Um, But in level one, One of my favorite first-time singer songs that I go to, I love this little song, it's called The Wind by uh, Cecil Sharman, Cecil or Cecil Sharman. And it's perfect for boys or girls, so it's gender neutral. Um, One of the first things that I get them to do and, and for my, this is level one. And so for me, this is my students that are six, seven, eight years old, new to music lessons. So uh, the first thing that I like to get them to do is to read the text aloud. Now I do this with all my singers, um, regardless of their age. I think reading the text first really helps to speed up the music learning part. Um, asking them to read the music or listen to the music and sing along while they're reading the lyrics for the first time is just kind of cruel and mean. Don't do that. Um, So I like to get them to read the text aloud. Reading text in musical scores uh, is confusing for singers because the hyphenated lyrics can be really confusing. And I had a little one the other day who got very angry because... She was frustrated because she wasn't reading it correctly um, because of the hyphenation. So we had to slow things down and let her know, hey, it's okay. This is how it's, this is how music is written. Um, And reading the text is an introduction to teaching our singers how to follow a score. The music in front of them is new. Those squiggles, those dots, those words, everything is new. It doesn't make sense. So reading the text is the first introduction to just following the music. Um, I also uh, love the lyrics of this song, The Wind's in a Terrible Hurry Today. So I can dive into expressive singing using that word terrible. You know, so we'll play a game like how, what do you think is terrible? And what if the, what if we changed the lyrics uh, to the winds in a beautiful hurry today or something like that? So again, um, we are uh, kind of introducing our singers to singing expressively. And I love to get started with that right away with our youngest of singers. Um, so again, lots of great challenges in the wind. It's in a minor key. So if you've been doing uh, warm-ups, getting them to sing minor triads, well, there's minor triads in the piano accompaniment. There's uh, minor sounds all through the score. And what's really cool, and I love to ask the kids, why do they think the composer did this? I always ask my students, why do you think the composer did that? Why do you think? It wasn't a fluke. They had a reason for it. I wonder what it was. So at the end of the wind, the chord is major. So I always ask my kiddos, why do you think it goes here? Why did it get happy all of a sudden? Great conversation with kids. They are so brilliant. They they say great things. Um, They have great ideas. Now, um, moving into level two, if I have a student that's in that level, so we're talking about the Royal Conservatory Resonance uh, um, uh, songbooks. Um, the one that I like, which truthfully kind of creeps me out a little bit, is Someone by Violet Archer. It's a very creepy little story about a knock at the door, and you go to the door, and nobody's there, and all you can hear are the crickets and the screech owl. 
what? That that song does truthfully creep me out. Um, again, I get them to read the text. And then I like to also ask questions about the text because it helps with comprehension. Reading comprehension, just reading anything for our young students, but lyrical prose is can be very confusing. And the one thing I can tell you about the kiddos is they don't often ask questions. They feel embarrassed if they ask questions. Um, they often don't ask for questions. They often don't ask for help. So instead of asking them like, do you understand what the song is about? I'll ask them a question like, um, you know, what, what do you think is out there? Or what would you do if you went to the door and nobody is there? Or do you know what a screech owl sounds like? So asking those questions really gets them involved in the text, which of course helps them with expressive singing, which keeps them engaged, which gets their imaginations going. It really can open up a lot of teaching opportunities. So, um, and I, I just want to uh, just mention something. It's not just our little kiddos that struggle with um understanding text of songs. I have a lot of teenagers that truly do not understand the words that they are singing. And I've also worked with adults who have not connected with the text. And so reading comprehension or asking questions about the score or relating it to their personal experiences can go a long way with helping our singers of any age really with more authentic performances, performances that really click and performances that have that, that expressiveness that, that they require to be really great performances. So that was level two. Now, um, the other one that's in uh, level two, which is so much fun, also in a minor key, kind of a minor bluesy swing, of course, because she's so cool, is Ed the Invisible Dragon by Donna Rodenizer. So Donna's music, many of you know and love her music. If you have a little kiddo, and again, perfect for boys and girls. So if you've got a kiddo that loves dragons, maybe they're dressing up as a dragon for Halloween. Um, you've been exploring some of the minor sounds Ed the Invisible Dragon is just perfect to continue that theme to explore that sound a bit more. Um, kids love her music. Kids love this song. I love her songs. Shout out to Donna. Um, she was a guest on our podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to check out Donna and Andy's podcast, so much fun. Features a lot of their music and a great interview with the two of them. And they are so funny. So please check that out. Um, now, the other composer that I really enjoy, and I, I am making efforts to reach out to her, is actually Lynn Marsh. She's from the UK. Um, she has a beautiful song. I do believe it's in level two, which is Butterfly. I love that song. Um, Lynn uh, is a children's composer, and she has a five-song collection called Spooky songs. Yeah, spooky songs for singers. And the, the one that's really fun is something spooky. Now, I do believe and I will put a link that you can get this collection on Amazon. But it's a lot of fun. And I really think Lynn is a, is a talented um, songwriter. So if you haven't checked out her music, please do so. Uh, now, 
there are continuing on into the higher levels. Um, when we get into um, my teens and my older students, a lot of them are working on vocalises. So the month of October, it is mandatory that they work on a minor vocalise. Most vocalises kind of flip-flop between major and minor, but I'll, I'll look for like, you know, vocalise in D minor. And that's their, that's their vocalese for the month. So again, trying to continue, if I'm going to be doing minor arpeggios and triads and chromatics with them in their warm up, then we can continue with their vocal studies in a minor key as well. So I love, I think my favorite uh, vocalese in the RCM is the D minor in level six. I love that one. It's crazy. Oh, and here's another little teaching tip. And I want to shout out to Joan Heels because she gave me this tip and it's brilliant. The vocalises have such uninspired titles. Vocalise in D minor. She insists that all her students come up with their own title, their own story. So what is happening in that vocalise? I think that is a brilliant idea. So they have to have a title for their vocalese, a story. So thanks for that tip, Joan. All right, now moving on, we're going into Disney songs. So many fun Disney songs, but in the Halloween month, the October month, why not dive into the villains? Cruella de Vil is a fun little song. Now, this is not a song that I would give to my youngest singers. I would do a more experienced singer, uh, maybe 9, 10, 11. Um, I actually had a teen that did this, oh gosh, a few years back. She did such a great job. She really got into the character. Um, and uh, the other one, which is a villain S, uh, is Poor Unfortunate Souls from The Little Mermaid. And I have a funny story to tell you. <laughs> I'm recovering. So um, I was uh, talking to my students about, you know, oh, well, here's some fun songs for Halloween. And, you know, you could do a, a an evil song by an evil person. So I was, I was playing, I was singing a little bit of um, Poor Unfortunate Souls to one of my little singers. Very sweet little girl. And she looks at me. She's like, mm, I think this is a song for you. <laughs> And I was like, ow, thanks a lot. But I would rock that song for sure. Anyhow, um, yeah, thanks, students. So um, the Disney songs, the the villain songs, Cruella de Vil. Um, now, uh, Cruella, like I said, it's got some tricky chromatics and some, some funky little intervals. Uh, so I would give that to an older student. And poor unfortunate souls, you really need a drama queen to get in there. Maybe that's why I should sing it. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, if you are uh, working with small group classes or group lessons, there are, first of all, all of these songs would work beautifully for your small group classes. I have used The Wind. I have used plenty of Donna's songs in my small group classes and Lynn Marsh's songs as well. But there are some cool folk songs. One of the folk songs that is actually in the Full Voice Teacher Guide is the Hey Ho, Nobody's Home. Simple little melody that's in the minor key. And my students love it. Sometimes we use that as um, a, a welcome song, a warm-up song. They love it. They love singing that melody. So, um, hey, ho, nobody home. It's a really fun little one. It can be done as a round. I don't usually do it with a round with my introductory vocal class. With some of my older students, I could. 
Now, the other one, what I'm going to warn you, it's scary. I would not give this to the littles. Um, and it's, um, uh, it is, flipping my page here. The other little cannon, the round, that is actually quite challenging. I would, I would use this with my teenagers, is have you seen the ghost of John? That is, uh, that's a scary one. Don't, don't give that one to your little ones. But for your teenagers, that could be a really fun little ch and challenging canon. Now for the group classes, um, there are two songs and I'm going to put links, video links in the podcast page called On Halloween. One of them is a full-on movement song. On Halloween, this is what a ghost does. On Halloween, you know, Dracula brushes his teeth, so they have to brush their teeth. It's really cute, lots of fun, lots of movement. Great for a group class. The other On Halloween song is from The Singing Walrus, which is a really cute little melody. So I'm going to put links to both of those tunes if you're looking for something for perhaps a group. Now, um, the one song that I love, it's a bit older um, for my older students. Um, it's, um, and I can't remember if it's in level seven or level eight, but it's Five Eyes by Armstrong, Armstrong Gibbs. So I'm not going to give away what it's about. The lyrics are brilliant brilliant chromatic passages. I love the melody that is in this. The piano part is so much fun. It's so much fun for me to watch a piano player play it, but it's super fun. Um, it Lots of teaching opportunities too. And I'm sorry, I apologize. I can't remember if it's level seven or eight. So if you're looking for a more advanced little Halloween-y cute also uh, interesting song, Five Eyes by Armstrong Gibbs. All right. Now, don't think that this ends here. Do not be afraid to pull your adult students uh, or your older teenagers into the Halloween theme. Um, one of my uh, adults uh, is going to do When You're Strange by The Doors. So he's also diving in to the Halloween theme. Themes. So again, so many great songs. Now, on our podcast page, like I said, I'm going to put a list of all these song recommendations with links, with video links if I can find them. And um, I hope that you will check it out. Now, also, if you have your favorite Halloween songs, don't be afraid to post on the podcast page because there is a forum underneath where you could post your favorite Halloween songs or songs that you really love to do at this time of year. So please join, join in the conversation and offer some of your recommendations. There's just so many songs out there that we can choose for this wonderful season. Now, before I let you go, I am very excited because next week our special guest on the podcast is Mr. Brian Lee. Now you have heard, if you listened to the Vocal Masterclass live from Las Vegas podcast, you would have heard Brian talking about his favorite vocal exercise, which is the Mesa de Voce. Um, and Brian and Shannon Coates had the most incredible 
freestyle conversation about vocal fold coordination. It was a really great podcast. If you haven't checked it out, so much amazing information. But Brian Lee is the author of Sane Singing. And we're going to be talking to Brian about his new book. It is a wonderful book. And I think it's an important resource for voice teachers everywhere. And I'm excited to uh, to talk to, to Brian and to uh, have him tell you all about his new book. So there we are. Thank you again for finding time in your busy schedule to check out the Full Voice podcast. As always, I am wishing you inspired teaching and no, not happy singing, spooky singing. Thank you for listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and teacher resources, please visit our website at thefullvoice.com. Ooh, spooky vocal warm-ups. Podcast number 53. Is it 53? Yes, it's 53. And you know what's really spooky? I have not had any coffee. Oh, I need some coffee. I think I better do that before I start this.